Welcome to McKnight's Home Care Newsmakers podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. This is Diane Estabrook, staff writer at McKnight's Home Care Daily Pulse. In home care these days, and in any industry for that matter, data is king. Those who have it can leverage it against the competition. Data is behind Senior Helper's latest tool called the Live Profile Assessment. The home care firm called two decades of company data to develop an assessment tool that considers five key factors, safety, independence, medical condition management, caregiver support, and quality of life to determine if someone can safely age at home. I recently talked to Senior Helper CEO Peter Ross about how the company's research zeroed in on those particular factors and how the company is leveraging data in other ways. So, Peter, this new life profile that um, Senior Helpers launched, you look at these five key factors that are required for successful aging, safety, independence, medical condition management, burden of care, quality of life. How did your research determine those factors that were important for successful aging? Well, our partner in this project was PBHS out of Houston, Texas, and they are basically a rehab home health organization that we partnered with early on. And that kind of taught us some of the things that they were looking at. And then from their data and their experience, we actually then created our life profile assessment. So they have been tracking this for almost 18 years now. So the key is what's the safety level at the home? I mean, when people get discharged from a hospital or a rehab facility, most organizations, basically, they hold a finger up in the air to look which way the wind's going and say, okay, you need to go here. Um, that's just not good enough. You know, we are, seeing operators has always been focused on chronic care management, chronic illnesses, training our caregivers and our care teams to be able to do those types of really great care for those, those diseases. And when we're working with organizations or healthcare companies or hospitals that are discharging people to the home, you know, we want to make sure they're going to go there in a great environment. And if, if not, what levers can we pull, what buttons can we push to really make sure that they're going to go home safe? And those five levels of things we look at with Life Profile are really a much more deep, deeper dive than anyone in the industry has ever done. And it's come back to us with great results when it comes to hospital readmission, ER visits, um, we want to let the people stay home safely. That's where they want to be anyway. And what's also happening now after the pandemic, and I guess I don't know if we can say after the pandemic, well, during the pandemic, a lot more people were discharged to the home at a higher acuity levels than they would have had before. So that's when life profile comes in even more important is, okay, what can we do to make this a safe environment for them? How do we design our care plan? How do we bring in DME and other types of factors to help them be able to be safe at home? And that's really what we're trying to do with Life Profile. I'm guessing, though, that you're, if you go through these five key factors, you may find somebody who cannot age in place. What then? Well, then you have to do what we call what types of um, initiatives or actions can we do to make that score higher? Because what Life Profile does is create an autonomy score. Um, and that score goes from zero to 51. Um, so higher on that level, it's almost like a gas gauge. The higher to the level of you know 51, the better chance you have to live safely at home without going back into the hospital. 
So when we find people that are on the low end of that scale, we try to say, okay, can we introduce home health? Can we introduce home care? Are there things we can do with DME when it comes to um, you know, pivot poles and, and things that we can put in the home that provides more actions to help them live there? So what we do with Life Profile is say, okay, here's the present state without any interaction from senior helpers or for any other healthcare providers, here's what happens right now. Your score could be 30. That's not good, <laughs> okay? So, but if we introduce home care, if we introduce some technology in the home, if we introduce DME equipment in the home, if we introduce home health or hospice into the home, then we can make that score go up even higher. And what we do is work with a family because the family's involved in this too. There's usually a family caregiver that's there when we're not there. So they have to agree that, hey, we're going to introduce this, 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 and this, but you have to do this. Are you willing to do that or not? And if they say yes, then we can get that score even higher. And then what we do as well is 30, 60, 90 days out, we do a new life profile assessment. We say, okay, we introduce this really cool care plan that's supposed to get you to a higher APS score. Did it work? did it really work? Because hospitals don't want that, that patient back within 30 days. Obviously, there's huge penalties for that. Um, and they end up not getting paid for the, the service they're going to be providing. So we want to make sure we do all we can. But yeah, there's people that we tell them, you're not ready to go home. And if the family's not willing to adopt the care plans that we're recommending and what Life Profiles Assessment Tool, which is an app, recommends right live, right there, then we might tell them you might have to stay longer. You might have to go to a facility first. Um, you might not be able to go direct to home. The last thing we want to do is put that family, that client in danger by going home. And, and that's the first thing we look at is, is, is really our client's safety. What is the opportunity? What's the environment? We really look through that home. We really do a, a complete assessment to say, wow, there's some really hazards here. In fact, as senior helpers, we have what we call a center of excellence, which is very unique in the industry. We create basically a replica of a family's home, you know, where it has a kitchen and a bathroom and a bedroom and a living room. And we have all these things about spot the risks. What are some of the risks here? We take our caregivers through training and we actually bring the family caregiver into that as well so that they can understand what are some of the risks here you know, all these rugs that are just thrown around or clutter, you know, or there's no grab bar in the bathroom. Um, you know, what are all those things we're trying to do? You know, doors are 22 inches wide standard. The walkers are 23 inches wide. That's a problem. So, you know, we got to find a ways of making sure that home is ready for them when they come home, not just the care plan that's in place. So you're essentially developing a smart care plan that's uniquely tailored for each senior. And you talked about earlier, somebody may need home health, they may need hospice, um, you do the home assessment. So are you then partnering with other companies that might be able to provide certain services like handyman services, maybe even pet care, meals, that kind of thing? Exactly. So each of our owners, all of our locations are partnering with local companies, some on a national basis. We have some DME on national contracts, we're working on some home modification national agreements, but each of the locations have agreements or at least partnerships or relationships, I should say. A lot of times it's not formal. They're 
I work with this home health company and I work with this hospice company. I work with this DME company. I work with this handyman or home modification company. So whatever that, what's beautiful about life profiles assessment, it's objective, not subjective. It takes the facts. It says, here's the deal. Here's your medical condition. Here's your safety risk. Here's all these things we look at, your quality of life. And it, it spits out a really defined, customized care plan that's really going to be geared for them. And then from that, we say, okay, we need to, oh, let's see, what lever can we pull? Oh, home health. Or no, we need to do some modification home. We need to put a ramp in. We need to put grab bars in the bathroom. We need to put a chair in the bathroom, you know, in the showers. <laughs> you know, you're going to be safe when you're in there. So there's all these things we look at to make sure that we partner with folks to do all that. But we want the family to have a one-stop shop. We don't want them to say, geez, I need this. Where do I go? Talk to us. We're going to do this assessment. We're going to reduce these types of levers we can pull. What buttons can we push to help you be safe at home? And we'll coordinate those activities for you. We might not be the ones doing it, but we're going to coordinate that care coordination for you to make sure it's fine. When I was looking at those key factors, the five key factors, some of these are kind of a no-brainer for people that are aging in place. You talked about safety, independence, medical condition management, burden of care. I was struck by quality of life. So what when you look at quality of life, what are you looking at or looking for? What does that entail? And why is that important? Well, I think one of the challenges, I think the pandemic really kind of brought that to a head is isolation. You know, and we don't look, you know, one of our core values at Senior Helpers is celebrate life. You know, and people think about, well, wait, you're dealing with people that are, you know, in their 80s, 90s, 70s, they're older. How are they celebrating life? That's what the quality of life talks about. We want to look at how are they interacting with their family, with their friends? What are they doing? Are they sitting there with a remote watching TV every day? Can we introduce some things to them to say, hey, we want to get you involved. We want to make sure that you have purpose. You know, quality of life to me is making sure seniors, when they age in place, don't age alone. <laughs> you know, they want to be part of a community. And I think that's why we look at that as part of the five factors in life profile, because we think you could do all the rest of it great, but the person does, you, know, you want them to be miserable. <laughs> we, you know, there's one thing to be safe and be protected and be cared for in the home. We like to make sure they're also happy <laughs> at home and are getting some purpose in life. And I think that's why we really love that component of life profile. And, many, and to your point, many people don't even think about that. You know, when they think about care, just take care of them. Just make sure they're safe. Give me peace of mind they're safe. What about the client? You know, it's unfortunate in our healthcare system for years, it's always been reimbursement and compliance. What about patient? What about the patient? So we at Senior Helpers has always been focused at the client and their, and their, I would call it their happiness level. How are they doing with our care? Are they enjoying it? We provide companionship, obviously, as part of our service. But what else are they getting from their family, their inner circle, their friends? How else are they interacting? And that's really what that measures. So you went through and you culled data over the past 15 years. When you looked back at that data, was there anything that surprised you? Um, well, first of all, we have data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think, you know, I'm a Six Sigma graduate. So when I look at, you know, everything we do at CN Humphreys, we have KPIs about everything. Our operations team are all focused working with our owners that say, how are you performing at all levels from um, basically your level of care to how happy your clients are, how happy are your staff? We look at all of that. So what was breath, you know, to me was my aha moment with Life Profile was we have real data. We actually can look back and say, wow, this is very interesting. We now can track hospital readmissions. We now can track things that we never could. And I think as healthcare develops, you know, we've kind of been the people that people take for granted for. Oh yeah, home care, they're in the home. Yeah, they're great, they're fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. No, 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 we're in that healthcare continuum as well. You know, we, we are part of that process. We wanna be able to contribute. And I think when you look at you know how people pay for care, whether it's Medicare Advantage or Medicaid, um, you know, or per, you know long-term care insurance or private family funded, they want to see what they're getting for that. For payers, they want to be able to say, why are you different? Why should I partner with senior helpers? Well, we're data-driven. Everybody else in healthcare is star-rated, but what we do in personal care and private duty home care. So I want to be able to say, no, 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 I have the data. We're owned by one of the largest health systems in the country. So you know, when we look at what we're trying to do, we want to, we want to look at that data all the way through. We want to say, what is that impact that Senior Helpers has, the overall cost of care? And also what I love about our parent company, they talk about happy days or healthy days. How many healthy days does the people have? It's not just what we're doing for them today, but what are they doing for them going forward and I really love that concept of understanding that we have data now that you know we can look at, we can compare assessments from the first one to the second one to the third one. We can look at scores, we can look at our average scores, we can look at what we're tracking hospital readmissions, which are in the three to four percent range, compared to a national average of 18%. So, you know, I look at that and say, well, that saves money in the health system. That's great. That's what people look at. They want to have this data. I look at it that we're making people happy. We're letting them live out the quality of in their life, a life and the quality of their own home. That to me is the purpose what we're trying to do. That's our mission-driven process at Senior Helpers is what are we doing for the family? What are we doing for the client? And if they're not going to be remitted to the hospital, that's great for the healthcare system. It's great for the payers. It's great for the hospital. I love all that. But what, more importantly, what it's great for is the client, is the patient. We're not having them going to a hospital and staying there for many days <laughs> you know, on something that we can avoid. And there's many pitfalls for seniors when they go to the hospital, and nothing against the hospital's care. It's just that we just don't want them in that environment. That's why the government is pushing everybody to home. They want people to be in the home. They wanted to be cared in the home. They were even bringing back house call doctors again. Yeah, we'll come out and see you again. We'll do it through telehealth, whatever we have to do. We want to keep people in the home safely. I want to keep them home happily. With the data that you have, are you able to leverage that with staffing and with recruitment and retention, which is so important right now for home care companies? Yeah, one of the things, seeing how we just got the fourth year in a row, great place to work. So we're one of the focused areas of being the employer choice. And I think you do that by having our highest scores in those that survey, and they surveyed all of our you know, thousands of employees, um, was they feel respected. 
They feel like they have the ability to get training. That center of excellence is important. We invest in their training. We invest in chronic care management training. I think caregivers feel empowered when they're, they have the ability to do the job. The worst thing you can do to a caregiver is say, hey, look, my client needs help over there. Go help them. Without any direction, without any training, without any care plan, they're going to get frustrated and leave. Financially, you got to pay them. You know, there's no question that, you know, caregivers deserve to get paid a livable wage. And we tend to pay well more than minimum wage across the country because we want the best caregivers. But more importantly, we want to retain them. The challenge in staffing is not just the recruiting part of it. It's the retention. We spend a great deal of effort on the retention side, not just the recruiting side. A lot of people say, oh, I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting, I'm getting all these people, but they don't stay. A lot of caregivers, when you look at national surveys, 80% of them, when they leave, they leave in the first 90 days. Why? Why? Because they don't feel respected. They don't feel they're getting the training they need, the credentialing they need. We're all about that part of it. We invest in that caregiver before they ever step into the home. And that's, I think, a key to our success going forward. But I think it's going to be a key to the industry's success going forward is making sure that you do maintain your staffing levels. And like Profile, you develop a care plan that actually works. Back when I started CNOPR, our 20th anniversary this year. Um, so when Tony and I started the company, we were sitting there going, okay, how do we do an assessment? I got an idea. We'll ask the following seven questions, and we'll see how they feel. And then we're going to figure out, okay, how many days a week and how many hours a week do we need to be there? Uh, okay. Um, and there was no science. There was no objective. There was no 15 years worth of data. Um, there's none of that. So, I mean, we now have an ability to have a caregiver walk into the home fully armed to understand with all the things they need, the resources they have, the care plan they need to do to make that client as happy and healthy as possible. That's what we're trying to do. And I think that's what will help us keep our caregivers longer. Caregivers are caregivers for a reason. In caregiving, to them, it's almost spiritual. It's my drive in senior helpers. It's I want to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah, I could do other things, but I love what I do as caregivers because I'm making a difference in Mary or Tom's life or whoever's life I'm caring for right now. I'm making a difference in their life. And I think that is one of the overarching reasons why they do it. It's not always about the money, but money is important. But I think more importantly is how they feel respected and valued by their employer. We take a lot of effort in doing that. Peter Ross, Senior Helpers, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Home Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in home care news, visit McKnight'sHomeCare.com.